Hey y'all, it's Kemeny. And it's Christina from Truth Table. And you all have been asking us ways that you can actually partner and support Truth Table. And we have now created a Patreon. Hey, this is the deal. We need your help. We need your resources to make this happen. Go on over to patreon.com slash truthstable and partner with this work. Our table when we're actually recording. We don't like, have a real table. You know, <laughs> we have a pretend so table. fancy. Look at this. Look at this. Yes. Makes us feel important. Who did that? This is really nice. <laughs> nice. It's beautiful. beautiful. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Akemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by black women and for black women. So welcome to the table, y'all. How you doing? Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte, how y'all doing? Y'all made it through the traffic? Y'all city is jam-packed. I know the reasons why, but I'm not trying to get triggered yet. So, (laughs) how y'all doing? I'm doing all right. You have a hand mic, yes. (laughs) Hand mic, it's live mic. Yeah, it's been um, a crazy Mm -hmm. season. We just had a lot of fun talking um, to a few of y'all that came early. We were talking about some politics. And I know that I let y'all know at the end of last season that I now work pretty heavily for um, political campaigns. So it's been really exciting trying to discover and discern the difference in voting. It's midterms. It's everybody. Everybody voting? You gonna vote? Yes. Got to vote. Um, and so basically part of what I do now is I discern the difference. What are our options out here? And thus far it's been somewhere between you can vote this way and be tokenized, you can vote this way and be lynched. Well. But uh, what we want to do. These are our options. Yeah. <laughs> What we want to do is talk frankly about black political power. And black political power is where I hang out, is what I talk about, is what I do. And that's been really enriching because people of all ethnic backgrounds can invest in building black political power. So it's hard. Today is hard. Mm -hmm. Where we are is hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel determined. Mm -hmm. We are here. We are here. Christina, what you been up to, girl? What have I been up to? Hmm. They haven't heard from us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, eating fish in Chicago, um, hanging out. I've been doing a lot of hanging out. I, your work is so important. My work sometimes <laughs> <I'm> isn't. Mad. <laughs> I try to balance, you know, what Michelle has going on. She's out there in the streets. I'm like, I'm at my computer. Um, so, yeah, but been teaching and doing some traveling and working with college students who, that's what I do. So, what about you, Miss Kemeny? What have you been doing? Well, I've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. I can't find my baby. I don't know where and I don't know why. Where why he's gone? gone away, but. Why so, gone away? Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have been busy, 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 but good things with ministry. Um, been doing a lot of speaking since 
LDR. So I guess that was at Labor Day. Yeah, since Labor Day weekend. So I've been speaking, honestly, pretty much nonstop since then, going everywhere. L.A., Rochester. Where was I last weekend? Oh, um, Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> now I'm in Charlotte. It's actually my first time in Charlotte, like actually being in the city and not laying over and not stopping. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's been really great. A lot of um, teaching, preaching, lecturing. The, uh, now podcasting. And yeah, so it's been awesome. It has been awesome. I'm a little tired, but God is good. So, and I'm so happy to be with y'all. Thank you for coming. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. yes, 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 yes. So, all right. So, what, what, you know, we've been gone for a while, so we haven't been able to talk about what's been happening. We do have an actual topic, but we thought we would, you know, kind of shoot the breeze on current events and what's happened. I don't even know. I, I'm not even going to bring up nothing. I'm going to let y'all just whatever you know bubbles you up. Freeze. You know you I'm not because I don't know. I don't know if I should bring up the most extreme nonsense or something light. So you get, you know, you just, what y'all, what y'all, I really don't, what y'all I only have one mode nowadays. That's heavy nonsense. <laughs> okay. What, sure. What's the heavy, the I'm heavy sorry. nonsense? I'm hashtag, sorry. Hashtag too much. Too much. T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-W-T-E-
that the mm. government mm by attempting to legislate trans identity out of existence, they are literally telling people, you do not get to self-identify. You may only identify as we identify you. Mm -hmm. And I sat and I prayed and I, dear um, people in the trans community, people who are dear to me, I sat and I prayed and I thought about them and I thought, you know what else is a self-identified Christian? You self-identify as that. That's a political label, boo-boo. And if the government decides that your label that you self-identify as can be legislated out of existence, you gone. Mm -hmm. You better sign up if you choose to hold that label. Mm -hmm. I, I choose the labels that are important to me. And despite the fact that this religion that I love and agree with and adore is a deep truth to me, my political positioning is only influential and only valuable if Uncle Sam tells me that Christian is an okay label. And so trans people have reduced political value. Same way women have reduced political value because of the recent confirmation. Same way black women have reduced political value. I deserve to breathe because I am breathing. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for where we are right now and how we're responding to identities that we're just uncomfortable with. Just because you're uncomfortable with it, you don't get to benefit from it being made obsolete. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that out. Yep, bring that out. It's true. Because that's very dangerous, and who knows? They're already a marginalized group. They're already erased. They're already hidden, if you will, um, intentionally. Uh, Not by them, but by um, those in power. So I'm glad that you're raising that up. Um, I would say for me, what's really been pressing on my mind is this, um, all these um, packages, um, suspicious packages and bombs that are being sent. Um, to, what is it, 12 now? They sent it to um, the Obamas. They sent it to the Clintons. Sent it to Hori. Cooper, Lord. Cooper. CNN. Cooper. CNN twice. <laughs> you know. Um, Cory Booker. Booker. Now Maxine. Maxine. Auntie Maxine. You know, Mella. They sent two to her. Oh, they sent two to She's, her. They you said, got- we can't single tap. <laughs> They we got like, the double t- And Auntie Maxine said, I ain't never scared, is what she said. <laughs> oh, I'm glad video. I was like, I got, my nine, I got nine lives. I've been like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm very scared. <laughs> this is why I'd be like, I'm very scared. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> um, and I just think about it, and I just, I, I think about, um, you know, I'm, I'm very matter of fact these days. I've always been that way, though. But I mean, I think I just, I think about the fact that <laughs> the 2016 election, brought us here. I think about the fact that black women have been saying that this would be, these would have been many of the, many implications, you know, of electing um, a white nationalist, a white supremacist in the office. Um, And so I I just, I I thank God that nobody was hurt, you know, Um, but I think at this point, Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, you were, no, just say, say it again. Just that uh, postal workers, working class people yeah. that have also been marginalized in this because how many hands handled the packages before they got to, you Hello. know, the VIP status? Yep. People. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And so I'm just thinking about that and just um, just how wicked white supremacy is. It's not, it's not, 
Yeah. I'm matter of fact and so direct because it's not something to patty cake with. It wants to kill us, kill all of us, you know. And so it's it's not, and which is what sin wants to do. Um, and so it's not something to play around with. It's not something that I joke around with. It's not something that's. Um, that I'm supposed to cackle about. I mean, mm. like, you know, so when people, you know, take offense, you know, to maybe our approach and what we say, I'm like, I have to ask you why you're not mad. Why are you not mad? Um, why does that not upset you that, that people could have literally lost their lives? And who knows if there are more packages floating around? I guess I suppose it's possible that there are. Um, I mean, I mean, really, what, what really is the meaning of all of this? I think we all know really what the root is. It's hate. You know what I'm saying? We have a, a, a rally going on seven miles from here that's spewing hate. You know, we have a white supremacist in office right now, you know, that's continuing to perpetuate that division and that schism. And it's just so sad that the church was responsible for that, specifically the white evangelical church was responsible for that. And they have to own that. And that's, and you gotta sit with that and you have to answer to God for that. There's grace though. Thank God for the blood. You should thank God for the blood because many people are dying under this regime. And that's just hardcore facts of it all. Are you so, sure you should say all that? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, maybe you should just, I don't know, just preach, preach the, the gospel. gospel. Mm, mm. Oh, wow. So great segue. That is what is on the table, y'all. Preach the gospel. Tea on the table. Tea. So, so when we hear, when, when, what's the context of that, com- that phrase comes up in for people that might not know? So what's the context that yeah, you might do that, that, that in? Where, you, where people might say, preach the gospel, just in case somebody might be like, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, so the context is when a, a person of faith, well, it can also be a clergy person as well, mm-hmm. is um, articulating uh, biblical truth that has social political implications that are outside of the dominant group's desires. Mm-hmm. So it depends on whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> whatever the season happens to be. Um, but we've seen this uh, for hundreds of years mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. where there's been a push to silence people who talk about the actual embodied implications of the gospel mm-hmm. um, and their legitimacy as a Christian or their orthodoxy is put on trial because they call people to repentance mm-hmm. about the implication of their personal and systemic sins and its impact on their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. preach the gospel is used as a means to silence um, and that. Uh, that phrase is rooted in what uh, what is called the doctrine of the spirituality of the church, uh, which holds that ministers of the gospel are to preach the gospel. The church is a spiritual institution and should be concerned only with spiritual matters. So, preaching the gospel, you know, serving you know the widows, the orphans within the church, um, doing all of those things, which we would say, Amen, and also. <laughs> And also correcting, correcting wrongs. So we're not supposed to concern ourselves with what's happening in society, with laws, institutions, uh, political elections, um, anything like that having to do with that. Law enforcement, all those civic um, um, authorities, that, that belongs in the civic or secular you know, um, realm. The, the church is actually only supposed to concern itself with spiritual matters, which means preach the gospel and just, and that's that. And so, I don't know, it's, it's so interesting to me because I'm like, oh, when did we become, um, how can you say, uh, superstitious people who just believe that <laughs> the gospel is a magic word where you say the gospel and everything, everything gets uh, uh, set aright. I mean, really, that's, that's the way people like, throw out the gospel in there as if it's some sort of, 
<laughs> magic pill that's just going to make everything right. Um, and that's just not the case. So, so that's what the doctrine of the spirituality of the church is. Um, I think it is important to note that it is, was created um, uh, by racists. Okay. What do you think? What do you think, Michelle? <laughs> we about to get triggered, y'all. I just feel like it's fair warning um, to all of you. They brought, they brought us to the Because when we get together, rally. we talk like ain't nobody in the room. It is our group chat. It's just, it's just, yes. And we are thankful that you're here. But it is important, at least for, for me to let you know that I'm finna talk like, it's just us. <laughs> is it just us? Is that all right? Mm-hmm. It's important for, for us to, I think, take stock in the fact that the word gospel has been misused in a way mm-hmm. to where some of us were brought up thinking that the gospel was a thing that if it began to discuss, approach, or mention, or imply, if anyone preaching the gospel began to imply anything that was current context, that was current events, if you attempted to apply the gospel to what was happening currently, then you were preaching a false gospel. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating to me that Jesus came historically in a place, in a time, and talked about came in body too in a body he wasn't a ghost I know we have a hard time with and literally the Holy Ghost has a body body. it's your body Jesus has a body (laughs) and his ghost has a body okay his ghost is in you or it should be I don't know all the time depending on we can do an altar call we can do altar call you know what I'm saying be laid out there with you. And so we out here saying just preach the gospel. You let me know which gospel you preaching because if that gospel got you to vote more so for black babies in utero than black children being destroyed in the prison system, I don't know if I want to preach your gospel because your gospel is killing me. Mm. And that is embodied in a time, in a place. And so I I think that it is uh, depressing that we are still suffering under the legacy of people who decided something because they were trying to disembody, to oppress bodies, Mm -hmm. and to respond honestly to people who... profit from bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to respond to folks who were saying, we think the gospel... Because let's not forget, abolitionists were many of them people of faith. Mm -hmm. So this was a battle, and how, somehow... Did the preach the gospel group end up on the side believing the theology created not by abolitionists, passed down not from the Mm -hmm. folks that we would all now agree they were heroes? But if if you are embracing a doctrine that was made to shame them, how do you think you would have landed when abolition? In the antebellum slave trade, in the transatlantic slave trade, mm-hmm. how, how would you have landed if abolition came then? Because mm-hmm. we now face the potential for abolition now. Mm-hmm. Abolition right now concerns people suffering in the prison system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now ask yourself, when your children have grandchildren and they say, those abolitionists, they were right, they were heroes. Mm-hmm. Think about where you are right now yeah. and ask me, what the gospel is to those in prison. Because Jesus had already told us he's sitting in prison. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come and visit him, 
then you ain't preaching the gospel at all. So, Christina, what, what, is, what is the gospel? Well, it's the power of God unto salvation for all mm-hmm. those who will believe. Mm-hmm. That's what the word says. But the gospel uh, speaks to God's amazing love. Um, the gospel begins and ends with love as one of the supreme characteristics mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. God himself. Um, and it is God's writing of Amen. what we have made wrong. Well, and it is not just uh, a personal individual salvation because Christ died for a people, mm-hmm. died for the church. Mm-hmm. And because of what Christ has done, his grace is not in a bubble. It oozes out and it oozes out and has an impact on the entire cosmos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so even now, those of us who have the spirit at work by the grace of God, we reflect the truth of the gospel mm-hmm. and the way that we engage this very broken world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That where we go, gospel steps go. Mm-hmm, so the gospel mm-hmm. then is not just a declarative statement, but it is in our feet and it is in our hands yep. and it is in our wallets. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is in our vote. Mm-hmm. It is in who we serve. It is mm-hmm. who we rebuke mm-hmm. and who we encourage. Mm-hmm. So the gospel lives and it breathes because mm-hmm. it was given to us by a living and breathing Savior who was embodied for us. Mm-hmm. So we mirror the embodiment of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Our Savior is embodied. The gospel is embodied. That's why it must go beyond confessional Christianity to lived Christianity right. for the gospel to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you can clap for that. We never have a live audience. I said, oh, yeah. I guess that's where a clap would go when we record. I'm like, yeah, you can clap. This is where a clap would go. This is where a clap would go. You're right. You can clap. Totally. Yeah, and I would just add that um, I think we have, I'd love that you said, you know, first and foremost, it is love, right? Um, and it, And love causes us to move. And it was yeah, you that. love that that um, caused our perfect God, who is love, to move. Who, like literally move, move everything to come and get us. Uh. Sacrificed his one and only son. Jesus left the Father's side to come and get us. He didn't have to do that. No. Any and every day that we are above, hell is a good day <laughs> That's the only thing that we ever earned. Facts. The Facts. only thing we ever earned come in on. this here life. Um, and no, the doctrine of hell is not a tool of white supremacy. Let's be clear. I'm tired, tired of people giving white people giving white people way too much credit. All right, that is what Jesus, the, the Jesus of Nazareth, uh, taught us. All right. Um, so, but uh, but I, I I think it's important to. I mean, it's like God broke through into history time and time again to come and get us um, to affirm His love for us to come and. Um, bring a, a people unto himself, whom I would say are the elect ones, whom God has chosen from before the foundation of the earth to love on us, to be his, to be called his children, no longer his enemies, um, to break, to bring forth a reparation, which is what the gospel is, to repair the breach that the first Adam um, 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 set forth in motion, right? It was because Adam ate, all right? Eve too, but it fell on Adam. All right, compliment. See, we don't, we don't like to own that, right? <laughs> See, complementarianism doesn't like to quite own that part. That's what, that, then we start to harp on Eve, but that's another story. But, let me, but it was Adam who ate, right? And the second Adam had to come and make right what the first Adam failed to do. Um, and so, so we thank God for the, 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 the truer and greater 
Adam, the second Adam, yeah. um, who set things aright. Um, and so that is the gospel. And he's returning. God's love for us. And that he's got, Jesus Christ is embodied as a man, a Palestinian man on the throne, on the throne, brown skin, coming back, you know, as savior. Not only as savior, but as judge. We cannot forget that. Yes. And this is why it matters what we do with our bodies, because our savior is embodied. We are not Gnostics, so we, which means that we do not um, despise our flesh, right? We don't think only the spirit and the soul matter, or the soul, I should say, matters. No, the soul and body, we are embodied souls. And we have to remember that because our, what we believe, we live what we believe, right? And our theology has actual social implications, which is why it is very important that we make sure that we are holding on to the purity of the faith of the gospel that was handed down, handed down to us from the apostles. Okay. And also rightly recognizing, I'm sorry, I keep on going, but also rightly recognizing that we, that we are the out, that the Bible was talking about, you know, go forth, make disciples, you know, all the way, you know, to the outer parts of the other, this is my remix, outer, uh, outer parts of the world, of the earth. We, we, we are exactly, you know, me, uh, we are the outer parts. Okay, and Come we, on. Have, we are the outer we. parts, Americans, Come on. with all so our privileges. We are the outside. You know, we we are the outer parts, and we have to remember that. Um, and I think that's very important when we, particularly when we're talking about justice issues, yeah. about learning from people in the margins, right? right. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, that too. Well, um, yeah, I'm gonna get uh, well, yeah, I ain't even gonna get. That's just too complicated. But yeah. So, but yes, um, but yeah, so we're talking about when we think about that. So it's like, how can we begin to position ourselves to also be learning from our brothers and sisters um, in the universal church who are in Asia, who are in Africa, who are in the out, who are far beyond us and who are in much, who have a um, culture that's much more compatible with the biblical context than ours. We have to, we have to make serious leaps and bounds to make connections. Um, for the, for, you know, for, um, in the, in the text. And I, I knew that, and I can say this right now as a black woman. I remember going to, uh, actually I was going on a mission trip. Um, cause I'd be evangelist. That'd be me. But, um, but, but I, so, not without bounds though. <laughs> so, uh, inside joke. But, um, I'm fresh off the presses too. But, uh, I was going to Malawi for a mission trip, and we missed our flight because it was a short connection window. Really quick story, um, and we uh, got uh, we we had a layover one one twenty four hours in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. I hope I'm pronouncing hey, that correctly. Ethiopia's got a new president and uh, and. Awesome. Uh, Mekdi's my sister. She's up in here somewhere. Where you at, girl? Oh, there you go. See, hold it down for her Habesha people. So uh, I'm Nigerian, so I'd be knowing. So, 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 uh, so anyway, so I go out there and uh, we're walking around beautiful city and I see this, what I think is a goat walking the street. And I know this because I'm Nigerian. So I think, right? But I was born here, so there's some things. So that's, that's how I know what. That's how I know what a goat is. I'm from St. Louis. I've never seen that no goat. I just happen to. I've seen them because we be eating them. So we, we like goat. goat you know, okay. We eat goat. You know, so we be going to the farm and make sure it gets killed and everything. Go that's go, what it be. We go, 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 go. We was just trying to, you know, so go, not all black I people. Go, I go. <laughs> My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Y'all know goats. Y'all know goats. 
It's so, well, y'all about to find out what I did not know. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. And so so I see this goat, or what I thought was a goat, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a goat, or whatever. And then this, you know, very kind Ethiopian man schooled my little American self and said, no, that's a sheep. Oh, well. And I was like, Whoa. And that scripture that where Jesus talks about separating, where Jesus talks about separating the goats, the sheep and the goats, came alive for me. I never understood oh. that. I never understood that passage. I mean, I understood what his point was, but I could not make the connection because I was like, sheep and goats, they look completely different. I don't. I really don't understand what you're talking about, Jesus. But that's. What, but I was like, but you know, uh, Paul said there's gonna be some hard things to under some uh, some things that are just hard to understand. Or Peter said that, you know. So I was like, this is just one of those things, I guess. You know. And so, but you cannot. I could not make. This, I didn't know. I could not tell them apart. A sheep and a goat. They look just the same. And so I say all that to say yeah. that we are so far removed from that context that we would do well. Yes. To uh, disabuse ourselves of our pride, to disabuse ourselves of our ego, and to take a seat. Um, uh, uh, take yes, take an eternal seat. How about that? Um, and then, in addition, take uh, take on um, a posture, clothe ourselves with humility to learn from our brothers and sisters um, across uh, 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 the globe. You know, because yeah, we got a, a lot to learn from them. We have a lot to learn from them. It's a gift. I think it's important to recognize not only are we the furthest, we are, Mm -hmm. right, you were saying, the ends of the earth. We are the minority that has the most influence. This is ridiculous to me that uh, power to the people actually doesn't happen in the American church because we inform South America of what they should think theologically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John Piper tells the church in Ethiopia, right. what they should think because of the publication power, because of how far just right, right, right. the yeah. widespread mm-hmm. of corrupted white supremacist theology that seeps into people and makes folks mm-hmm. reject the church and Christianity. And we think, well, we're going to have to evangelize them. Yeah, baby, maybe you should just tell them the truth without reading biblical manhood and womanhood. Maybe you should just tell them the truth about how God feels Mm -hmm. about who he has made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's fascinating that we are the, um, we're the minority in the global church. And yet we are the loudest and have, we have the most frustrating, um, high pitched voices, to be honest, the way that the tones of sexism mm. come through and they ring true as if out of tune. But they're so loud, like the, mm. the most annoying pop song you can think of. Just <laughs> Taylor Swift singing Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. That was a violation. That was a violation. That was some trash. That was a violation. It's a violation. Okay, that was some trash. <laughs> hey, who tries to sing Earth, Wind, and Fire? And what she was singing was beautiful yes. words. Yes. The tune, it's almost done. But beautiful gowns, <laughs> wonderful gowns, <laughs> distracted somebody and made somebody think this is good. Beautiful gown. <laughs> Fun words, good. I mean, it's yeah. it's the original stuff. They distracted someone and made someone think, oh, this is cutesy. Those of us who knew, mm. we were like, you you messing up a thing because of how you're delivering it. Yeah. But we have yeah. we have to tell the truth about why that influence exists in the first place. Mm-hmm. So why does the minority of the church, the American church, 
have so much influence and impact globally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why? And could it be that it's the same reason that we have influence globally about every other matter? Right. Because we have the most money, we have the most bombs. We, I mean, we have attached it's the corrupted means of influence yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to our gospel message. Mm-hmm. And the way that the, the gospel is called to be communicated is self-sacrificially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Self-sacrificially. Yeah. But we have attached the, the armor, the mechanisms of the way in which we do all of our American influence mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. so it's corrupted. Mm-hmm. And the truth is everything that we do is corrupted on the mm-hmm. side, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on this side of glory, everything is corrupted. Yeah, but we yeah. at least need to tell the truth about that mm-hmm. and humble ourselves to hear from people who might be only able to communicate the gospel with the, with the bare bottom essentials. Mm-hmm. Self-sacrifice, love, compassion, mercy, and not I got the most money. That's right. And therefore the most influence, right. which brings me... To something that I, mm-hmm. I feel so deeply about what you communicated yes. concerning bodies, about what you both have been saying about bodies and where Jesus sits, yeah. that his work completed and, and he God. sat down. Mm-hmm. And still <laughs> the words pouring from him, according to the scriptures, are prayers for you. Amen. Your body Amen. matters to Christ. Yes. But you are his body. Mm-hmm. And so what is the gospel preached? Uh, thought through, prayed over, communicated to our children, mm-hmm. catechized, sung about what is mm-hmm. the gospel unless it has impact, not just on how I see my body. And so Holy Spirit, bring us an end to mm-hmm. self-shaming, to self-despising. I pray that deeply um, mm. as a person who suffers from it. Mm. It's so important that you remember that your body is a temple. Mm-hmm. And we used to use that to fight gluttony, but what if we use that to mm-hmm. fight your obsession with looking so good, you got to put double spanks on before yeah. you the next wedding you go to. Hey. Baby, stop training your waist. Right. <laughs> Jesus love your curves. He love spanks. They're like, hey, I got my spanks on right now. I, say, <laughs> I want you to feel good, but I don't want you to faint. Is that all right? Amen. Can we Amen. compromise? It's the word. It's the t-shirt. I want you to look smooth. <laughs> And not smooth fallout. Okay? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But next, Definitely. right? We so so that's the that's prayer true. closet theology. Lord, help me to love myself the way you love me. But what's next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor's body. That's the gospel. Yeah. And Jesus shaved it on down to help the poor little rich man. Yeah, he did. That's oh, the gospel. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Why does it dawn on people when we say? Can you vote the way that a black woman would vote? Can you listen to black women and vote for them? Well, I can't do that because I'm neither black nor a woman. I have to vote in the best interest of fill in the blank. No, Mm, no. You vote in the best interest of the person who has the least access Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the power that you woke up with this morning. It's the word. Hello. Stop voting like the most mediocre of white folk and start voting like the most marginalized of people of color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because then your value will become equal mm-hmm. and you will force, you'll force the gospel mm-hmm. picture of political equality, at least, out of your passion for the gospel theologically. God loved your body. He took on a body. Mm -hmm. And now you, in your body, which he took on, 
because the Holy Spirit is now taking on your body. Amen. He is directing your body to a quieter, less domineering, self-sacrifice. See, you can lay your body down because you can never die. Jesus already did that for you. Nothing can kill you. Yeah. Voting the way that your grandfather would spit in your face about can't kill you. Mm-hmm. If you vote the way racist vote, it might kill me. Mm-hmm. You care about our bodies. Mm-hmm. Change the way that you view yours. Mm-hmm. That makes me think out about a song. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I, I love that you said um, how you talked about Jesus sat down. Because we don't talk enough about um, the doctrine of Christ's session, mm. which is that talks about Jesus actually sitting down. And what does that mean? Um, mm. That his work is finished, that his work was approved, uh, that he has now been given all power. It means that he's sovereign. A plus plus. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's providentially controlling all of the events in history, yet... It guards us from fatalism in this in this way, or or, or just apathy, I should say, um, because also the Spirit is working in us to will and to do according to God's good pleasure. God, um, you know, we got the opportunity to partner with God, if you will, um, to bring forth um, to make His His inaugurated kingdom, which He's already inaugurated right through His advent, His finished work, and everything. We have an opportunity to make that plain for people to make that more obvious to correct wrongs to um to 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 love love mercy right to do justice right to to uphold the causes that impact the most marginalized um groups in society right um beginning with black women and all because we not we are not the furthest in the margins we're just not um differently able people yes our queer brothers and sisters are non-binary um Invisible natives, our um, immigrant um, neighbors, you know, including black immigrants, because we like to forget about black immigrants. Yes. So that's a whole other story. But what, what does that mean for us to begin to, to, to make Christ's kingdom more accessible, more, um, more apparent? Right in this fallen and broken world. I mean, we we do live in the present. We live, live we live within two ages, right? The new kingdom is here, yet we live in the present evil age, and we see that everywhere, you know. But what does that mean for us to begin to, um, what I would say, release our eschatological imaginations and begin to live into the reality of what's actually happening right now in heaven? How can we begin to bring that, you know, um, have God's uh, Jesus's prayer, right? The Lord's prayer actually come and actually become a reality. What does that mean for us to do that? I think part of that means that we have to begin to talk more about um, what it means to live into that eschatological future and bring it mm-hmm. into reality now and do so apart from the white gaze, do so apart from white supremacy, which is hard to do because it's so, it's so um, <coughs> intrusive. Right, it's so intrusive. You know, it's it, it's everywhere. It's I mean, it's like it impacts our bodies. You know, literally. We were just talking about how just our, the health crisis among Black women, um, and how a lot of that is 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 from racist racist systems and things that we're experiencing. But how do we begin to 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 put on that 
that um, eschatological imagination so that we can begin to map out black futures beyond, you know, I'm saying we're Spain black because we're black, but, you know, it doesn't have to just be black, but that's what I'm talking about. Um, a, a, a place, a future place beyond that. Um, I think that there are ways that we can we can do that, but I think I think ultimately we have that answer. It's, it's in the book, you know, and it's in Revelation, and I think that's something that we have to bring to bear. I hope to write something about that to expand what I'm riffing about right now. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and write that. I think I think she should write a book write all the, by herself. Write the book. Oh, hey man. Write a whole book. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, have a number of insights. Don't even start me on that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we do have a lot of inside jokes. Sorry. <laughs> we we want to give y'all space and time yeah. to absorb and to really process mm. so much mm-hmm. of what we'll just text on and on and on until sure. one in the morning. Um, about some of these things. So one of the exercises that we like to do when we're doing workshops or even as we go out um, is to think of a guiding question that you'll chat about in groups, maybe a four or five or five or six, or you can do a pair and share. Make a friend, make a friend. Which is super fun. (laughs) Pair and share. Extrovert. Yeah. (laughs) Also, and if you're an introvert, I'm sorry. You don't have to do this. You are this. loved. You are loved. We love you and we deeply respect you. Yes. And you and make the things happen. Are, were you dashing to the aisle? Because she like, oh, God, a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. okay. She's like, safe space. Brave safe space. space. It's brave a brave space. space. Yeah, brave, brave space. And what's brave about this space is that we just went in on a couple things that... um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might have come in here thinking that no, wasn't nobody going to tell me what to do on November 6th. Mm-hmm. That's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've gone in on some things that you might want to process. And so we want to give you like two or three minutes to process some stuff. And then we'll get back together and hopefully um, move into a space where we're getting practical. What is the gospel to your neighbor? What mm-hmm. is the gospel in your church, mm-hmm. because what is the truth about what we know of each other is that sometimes your church leaders tell you to just preach the gospel, and it's evident that you have to preach the gospel in a strange land that happens to be the place you go to meet God, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to start approaching like more practical um, mm-hmm. boots on the ground issues. Take a couple minutes. Do you have a guiding question? Uh, well, I was going to ask you... To do, yes, when I hear the word gospel, I also think about gospel music. Oh, you want me to close the second? I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Yes. Story, there's a wonderful story song called One Day When Heaven Was Filled With His Praises. One day when heaven was filled with his praises. One day when sin was as bad as can be. Jesus came down to be born of a virgin. Dwelt among men. My example is he. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified. Freed me forever. One day he's coming back. Justified, freed me forever, and one day he's coming back. 
Hallelujah. All right, there is joy in Zion. Thank you, Lord. Zion.